1953, a pair of 20-year-old students met for the first time in the yard outside Trinity College in Cambridge. They were both born on the other side of the world, separated by a thin, heavily armed border, and were at the university to pursue a shared passion, economics. Born during the final days of the British Empire, both Amartya Sen and Mahbub Haq grew up in environments where deprivation was rife and development non-existent. At the age of 10, Amartya Sen witnessed the Bengal famine sweep through his community, killing between 2 to 3 million people. Just a few years later, as teenagers, both Haq and Sen witnessed traumatizing acts of brutality that accompanied the partition of India and Pakistan that followed their independence. When making the move from India to Pakistan, Haq and his family nearly lost their lives by the religious violence that gripped the region. By the time they finished high school, their experiences armed them with the determination and desire to uplift the communities they came from. Within weeks of arriving in Cambridge, both Sen and Huck became close friends, spending hours inside their dorms and across the university's many halls, discussing everything from religion to economics, planning for the development of their, of their homes. When Milton Friedman visited the university during their first year, Huck and Sen spent hours defending the merits of Keynesian ideas around social welfare, as the group spent an afternoon drinking tea. <laughs> Upon graduation, Sen stayed on in Cambridge, working on a PhD in developmental economics under the supervision of the prominent post-Keynesian economist Joan Robinson. Huck, on the other hand, moved to the United States where he completed his graduate education at Yale University before returning to Pakistan in 1957. Not long after he got back, Haq joined the Planning Commission of Pakistan, helping the young country's economy to grow. For the first few decades of his career, he was guided by, mainly, by broadly uh, mainstream economic ideas when crafting policies that were built that were built to maximize the country's productivity. In this regard, he was immensely successful. Between 1957 and 1982, when Huck left the Pakistan's planning commission, the country experienced consistently high levels of economic growth. Yet despite those ostensible successes, within years of joining the group, Haq had begun to feel a sense of unease. Though Pakistan's output had consistently risen, many on the margins of Pakistan's society were unable to benefit from the country's economic success. Following his death in, in 1998, um, Amartya Sen and another colleague, Tam Dalyal, recounted that as early as 1963, he dwelled on the failures which called for economic and social investigations 
with the need to diagnose barriers that make progress so difficult, the deeply unequal pattern of landholding, the stifling grip of a small number of families on business and economic affairs, widespread illiteracy, and the counterproductive dominance of traditional rules. Over the course of his career, Huck became increasingly concerned about the consolidation of economic power within his country. In the early 1980s, he inspired protest movements that led to the democratization of Pakistan. Overnight, the country transformed from a military dictatorship to a democracy. Shortly after the fall of the military dictatorship, Huck joined the World Bank to serve as the Director of Policy Planning, where he built programs that sought to eradicate poverty across the globe. But, however, it was in his next job as an, as an administrator with the UN Development Program that Huck would publish a simple paper that shifted dialogues around development, poverty and growth. On the 5th of October, Rethinking Economics New Zealand will be hosting a discussion with Dr. Marilyn Warren on feminist economics. The event will begin at 7.30pm and conducted via Zoom. Feel free to visit the Rethinking Economics New Zealand Facebook page to RSVP. Alternatively, you could also go to the... You can also RSVP to the events and said thanks. When Mahmoud Haq joined the UNDP in the late 1980s, Amartya Sen had just moved to the United States to serve as an economics professor at Harvard University, where he was working to create a new theory of international development. According to Sen, countries should focus on giving people both the ability and the freedom to choose how to live their lives, and that development should be measured along these lines. This was in opposition to the main ideas surrounding development, which focused on simply maximizing the GDP of developing economies, paying little attention to the well-being effects of the policies that caused GDP to rise. Often, this results in development agencies pressuring countries into reducing their level of social spending and privatizing many essential services in order to allow for the growth of free markets. While GDP often did rise following these actions, people living in poverty saw little change to their, quality, to their own quality of life. In 1990, under his leadership, the UN... <coughs> in 1990, under Huck's leadership, the UNDP published its first Human Development Index report, in which the agency ranked different countries on the basis of an index, 
which placed an equal weight on education, life expectancy, and national income. This metric was based on Sand's understanding of development, with the ability of individuals to live long and healthy lives and access essential services, was viewed as being as important to the growth of developing economies as productivity. Within months of the report's publication, policymakers and economists began to shift their approach to international development. Developmental agencies shifted from focusing on the introduction of policies which prioritized productive growth regardless of the environmental and well-being costs towards an approach that encouraged universal education programs and strategic investments in healthcare sectors. Ever since Huck's release of the first Human Development Index report in 1990, the UNDP has published an annual update detailing changes in the level of global development. Other development agencies have also created similar metrics to measure the success of different programs. In order to ensure that the well-being of people across the world is prioritized. I hope that you enjoyed the latest episode of The Road to the Modern Economy. Stay tuned for our next episode on Joan Robinson and post-Keynesian economics.